This is an ABC podcast. On this episode of Simple the Jest, you are going to hear tales of sea monsters, an elaborate sea burial, and a big old tank of shit. Because our topic is the sea. Completely exploded. What? Like the serial killer? The, yeah, the serial killer, yeah. No! Did you say you died? <laughs> are you back from the dead? What? Are you a ghost? I am back from the dead. At what point did you realise you were <laughs> swimming in the pool of one of the most famous musicians of all time? <laughs> like, too late. Like... <laughs> is this a Ratatouille situation? <laughs> wow. Oh, here we go. Hello. Hello. Simply the Jest. Australia's best stories. Hello and welcome to Simply the Jest, Australia's best stories. My name's Lewis Hobber. My name's Michael Hing. And we are joined, of course, by the Queen of Judgment. Jess Perkins, how are you? Hello, my loyal subject. Could you tell as I really elongated the E on Queen, I was trying to think of what to finish that sentence with? Yeah, I don't think I did a good it. job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't live. I could go back and do it again, but, but I'm we not won't. going to. We won't. We will press on because that's what the podcast medium is all about. It's the things that we leave in that make our podcast what it is, um, frankly. <laughs> uh, this week's topic on Simply the Jest is the sea. And I know for you, Hobber, mm. this was something you were very passionate about. Well, I mean, I've, I love the sea, of course, for so many reasons. Uh, it gives us so much and it takes away so much. It's dangerous. It's beautiful. It is, of course, the ultimate mistress. <laughs> Uh, I I really loved these stories about the sea. Uh, Truly, truly joyful. Some of them um, quite scary. A lot of genuinely dangerous situations. Some of them just really effing gross, which I also (laughs) really loved. Uh, In these first ones, in fact, right off the bat, you're going to hear a story that is right in Perko's wheelhouse, isn't it, Jess? (laughs) It's about shit. Let's kick it off with Saxon from Fitzroy. G'day, Saxon. How are you? Hey, guys. Not bad, thanks. What's your story of the sea? Ages ago, um, I used to work on a tall ship um, sailing in the Caribbean. It was like one of those like pirate ship-looking things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, which sounds amazing uh, until we started having problems with the sewage tank. Oh. Um, mm. Basically, the warning light uh, wouldn't go off um, to tell us that it was too full. So... Uh, it used to actually uh, go up the ventilation pipes, up into the mast, and literally rain shit on the deck. <laughs> and, no. and anybody who happened to be sunbathing underneath it, yeah. Surely that's a design flaw, that the sewerage pipe goes up the mast. It was like a ventilation thing so that, you know, the air could escape, and we had to put it right up the mast so that it didn't smell bad. Uh, so it was pretty obvious like that. And then when it when the, when the light worked properly, we'd get a little warning that said, oh, hey, this is getting full, you need to empty it, which would yep. be fine. Uh, but if that light didn't go off... <laughs> because, yeah. like, all then, sewerage uh, ends up in the ocean anyway. Mm. So if you're on the ocean, it's the easiest bit of plumbing in the world. Well, like, just go down. <laughs> and instead, there, there's some crazy ship designer who's like, wait, 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 what if we make it go up? <laughs> <laughs> We're joined now by Luke from Silverdale. Luke, uh, what's your story of the sea? Yeah, so short version, uh, when I was about uh, 15, 16, I was in a sailing race and I capsized and while bringing the boat back up, managed to drop it onto my head. Um, stayed conscious, finished the race, still came third somehow, uh, running up the beach toward the first aid tent and some guy saw me, looked like I'd been shot in the head apparently. He passed out, fell over backwards, hit his head on the concrete block of one of those picnic tables, the concrete base, 
So me and my crewmate picked him up, took him to first aid. While they were attending to him, they didn't leave anyone watching me, and I bled out and died and had to be recovered. Did you say you died? <laughs> yes. Are you, a, are you back from the dead? What? Are you a ghost? I am back from the dead. What do you oh mean you died? I wish what I was a ghost. What do you mean bled out and died? What the hell? The ghost of the sea. According to the paramedics, I lost enough blood to be pronounced dead. First of all, I'd love to thank you for saying, all right, uh, short version of the story. Love that. Love that. Oh, that is the short version. No, it was so good. No, we appreciate it. We appreciate that. You know, radio's all about time. Um, But you can't just drop in. Anyway, I bled out and died, and now I'm calling you from beyond the grave. Anyway, um, thanks for having me. It's so hard to keep the track of time in heaven, you know? <laughs> so It's endless up there. Luke, do you know how long you were dead for? If I can ask you, is that too personal a question? Uh, it was apparently about three to five minutes. What? Um, wow. Dead is a technical term, I suppose. Is that the first, is this the first dead person we've had on the radio? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Did you still get the bronze medal? Uh, yeah, I did. Still came third. All right. How did they hang it on a ghost? Questions <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Brad from Melbourne, <laughs> what's your story of the sea? So, yeah, 2004 on honeymoon in Palau. Um, day two, we go snorkeling in Jellyfish Lake, which is like a lake full of jellyfish that don't sting ah. me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I get a, a tap on my shoulder. Um, honey, I kind of seem to have dropped our wedding ring. <laughs> I'm oh. like, you mean the one that we paid $15,000 for? Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> So basically we spent the next three days face first in Jellyfish Lake with the snorkels on. So anyway, tour boat operator comes over to us. Um, Yeah, one of the guys on my tour found your ring. You want to come and get it? Yeah, sure, great. Excellent, thanks. And the guy hands it to us. It was the host of Survivor. What's his name, Jeff? Jeff Probst. Yeah, yeah, him. What? They were filming Survivor Palau on a nearby island, and he was like on his day off. His day off? And he's d- yeah. Wow, what an immunity <laughs> idol. My goodness, what a challenge. I still love that story so much, and there's so many things to unpack. First of all, can we just agree that the fact that he still doesn't know Jeff Probst's name is crazy? <laughs> Do like, not bother to learn it. Yeah. Like, he must tell that story all the time. You know, and he's like, uh, oh, yeah, the end of it, oh, the ending of this story. Ah, it was the guy from, uh, oh, was it, uh, was it, was it Big Brother? Was it, it was one of those reality shows. Also, was it Who Dares Wins, I think? It, did Mike uh, Whitney <laughs> dare me to eat a hot sausage or get my ring back for 50 bucks? The other thing I love about that story, which I forget the first time, is um, that he became part of the tour. Like, yeah. him and his wife had been there for yeah. so long, the tour guides were talking about them. To your left, a beautiful lake. To your right, a couple who have been looking for their ring for 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> the search will never end. There are some great more stories coming up. And there are a couple of stories, Perko, uh, that will be right up your alley because they are about death. <laughs> Corey from Rockingham, what's your story of the sea? In 2014, I booked a trip to Europe for two months. Um, my brother decided that, oh, it's a bit of a while and we're pretty close, so let's go for a surf. An hour in, uh, my brother's caught a nice little right hand wave, and I'm getting pushed off by a shark. Oh, oh, a gentle nudge or an aggressive nudge? Uh, well, it come up under me, and I ended up 
pretty much backflipping into the water. So it was pretty pretty hard, um, and it was a big rip, so I couldn't see how big it was or nothing. I just seen the fin swimming away as, as I was legging it back to shore. I mean, there's no good shark, it really. No, I mean, no, no, as in, I don't mean there's no good shark. I mean, when you're out in the middle of the ocean, mm. there's no relaxing shark to get nudged by. No. No, you don't no. want to be like, oh, it's, it's you. Not, That's no. all right then. <laughs> Bianca from Ipswich, what's your story of the sea? A few years ago, my granddad passed away and he always requested that he had his um, ashes scattered at sea. So family, we got together, um, weekend cruise, you know, we're at the back of the boat doing our thing, saying our words, threw some flowers over, mum takes the urn, goes to throw the old boy overboard, change in the direction of the breeze. No, no. No. We've got bramps in our hair, in our mouth. Oh, no. Like he—he he was not a big dude, but he covered that deck. Like, <laughs> he was everywhere. <laughs> and what did, it was a little bit traumatizing. What did you do? How did you react? I closed my mouth as fast as I could, <laughs> and like after the, after the initial shock, we just kind of had to see the funny side like and he was a sick bastard he would have found that hilarious mm. so it was it was back to the cabin for a shower and douse that bar for a drink Whoa. <laughs> you had to wash your grandfather's ashes out of your hair basically yeah wow. like super sandy gross oh man oh no uh, we have one more story that's just come through from Nicola in Fitzroy. Nicola, what's your story of the sea? I organised a funeral for my pet fish, Wagyu, and it involved the ocean, but not in the way that you might have think it does. Okay. Um, okay. Basically, <laughs> we wanted to do something really epic because we've all been in lockdown here for like gazillion months. <laughs> and it was that like two weeks in June that we were allowed to drive somewhere. So my friend Ben, who's an aeronautical engineer, and I, we had this idea because um, he's got a, a model aircraft hurricane, like one of those fighter jets. We 3D printed this sarcophagus, like a fish-shaped sarcophagus, and stuck it to the top of the aeroplane. <laughs> and he motorized it so the hatch opened and closed with his, like, with his remote. And we put Wagyu inside the sarcophagus and Wag- blew the dead, plane right? out. Wagyu's dead, yeah. He'd been in the freezer for like two months because oh. we didn't know what to do with him because he died during lockdown. <laughs> and so me and some mates, we went down to the cliffs and we flew him out over the cliff and we did like all these barrel rolls until he finally fell out back into the ocean from whence he came. <laughs> And this is what you chose to do with your time during that brief period where we could actually leave the house and see people. It is the only time I saw I saw my friend Sax, I saw Ben, I saw uh, Alyssa, and I saw Pete. Okay, we don't need and a roll call. I get no it. No one else. <laughs> since since uh, mid March, I've seen no other friends. Wow. Yeah. I saw all of those friends, and we did that, and it was glorious. I mean, and Nicola, we got it all on camera. It does sound <laughs> glorious, but I hate to say it, it's also uh, a sea burial is also the way they um, buried Osama bin Laden. Um, so, you know. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> or wow. did they? You know what I mean? I just, you know, was, was your fish, did, did, you, did you not want to sort of bury your fish in the ground because you were like, hey, maybe this will become a, you know, a, a, a bit of An a An international scandal? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> No, nah, he was just an epic fish, and so we had to do something really epic to what send him up. Fish, Although, what kind of fish was he? Um, he's a fighting fish, so he actually lives in rice paddies and not in the ocean. Wow, he lived as he <laughs> died, <laughs> fighting and then but out of a fighter jet. <laughs>
Yeah, I still don't know about that. You know, I st- I don't know if I like it or hate it. You know, I can't tell. Just flush the fish. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You got no time. You got no time for this rigmarole, Perko. There's so many things you can watch on streaming services. <laughs> There's cafes and bars and just sit in a park for a bit or just, I don't know, see a therapist or something. (laughs) Great podcasts you can listen to, like Simply the Chairs. (laughs) Rate and review. Uh, Or, you know, just do what I do and and go out the backyard with a big shovel and dig a big hole and push a horse in it. That's how I get rid of my pets. (laughs) And Perko, that brings us to the end of Sea Stories. Who is your favourite? Oh, it is a bit of a tough one. I think... I think dying during a sailing racing competition <laughs> mm. can't really be beat, can it? No. no. I mean, yeah, it's it's the it's it's the only dead person we've ever had on our show. And yeah. um, frankly, <laughs> it's a thing I'll remember till the day I die, frankly. And just how flippantly you said it as well. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I died. Um, any questions? <laughs> I was like, yeah, a lot, actually. So many questions. <laughs> What's God like? <laughs> yeah, what is at the end of that tunnel? <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Simply the Jest, Australia's Best Stories. Uh, I loved every one of these. You can, of course, uh, subscribe to this podcast, leave it a little review. That would be a joy for us. Uh, even some ghosts, if there are any ghosts out there, <laughs> get out there. Well, five stars still counts from you guys. You can also follow us at Not Hobber and Hing Official. Uh, Perko does a little call out for Simply the Jest every Tuesday, so you can get in with your own stories. Um, guys, anything else to um, plug or any other declarations of love for anyone? Yes, as always, you can try and follow <laughs> Jess at Perkins all? at Jess Perkins on Instagram if she's managed to recover her Instagram account from the hackers. <laughs>